0: Hello,
1: I'm Rob Beckett. And I'm Josh Willicombe. Welcome to Parenting Hell, the show in which Josh and I discuss what it's really like to be a parent, which I would say can be a little tricky.
0: (coughs) So, to make ourselves, and hopefully you, feel better about the trials and tribulations of modern-day parenting, each week... We'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping. Or hopefully how they're not coping. And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice and, of course, tales of parenting woe. Because, let's be
1: honest, there are plenty of times when none of us know what we're doing. Hello, you're listening to Parenting Hell with... Hey,
0: Kit, can you say Rob Beckett? Rob Beckett. And can you say Josh Widdicombe? Josh Widdicombe.
1: Oh. oh, that was it. I mean, Josh Dickelum. Yeah, come on. Sounds like some sort of nickname from the papers when you were caught up in a Me Too movement. <laughs> Old oh, Josh Dickelum.
0: <laughs> Do you want to hear it one more time? Just to get a real feel for. Yeah, go a double dick me. Yeah, right. Josh Widdicombe. Horsh Dickelman. Horsh Dickelum. <laughs> Who's that? Horsh Dickelum, one of my favourite German footballers. Um, <laughs> hello, guys. I'm Claire and I'm originally from Oz and now live in... In the Barbican, in central London? That's what I was going to say, actually, but you didn't ask oh, me. Oh, God,
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> I was going to say Australia and Brisbane, probably, and now at the Barbican. They live in the Barbican,
0: you... I'm not going to make this all London-centric and about the different areas of London, but fucking hell, that is a central bit of London to live in, isn't it?
1: It's weird, isn't it? It's like a big, sort of, like, mad metropolis, but it's a bit... I think you, it's very much... Personally, no offence, I couldn't think of somewhere worse to live. However... <laughs> no offence! <laughs> but... But it is very cool and very London. I imagine if you're from Australia, it's like me wanting to live next to the Sydney Opera House. Yeah. They're really cool and quirky flats, and it's brutalist architecture, but it's very much, you've got to be into that vibe. Is there
0: much brutalist architecture in Sydenham, Rob?
1: No, there isn't in Sydenham. However, I was due to be brought up in a tiny council estate in Woolwich, which is very much similar to that. However, we didn't in the end because of my dad's work. (laughs)
0: oh God, I
1: don't know what's going on. Ralph. My dad did better at work than expected oh, and he right. managed to move us to a nicer bit of south east London. No offence, Woolwich.
0: Wasn't he a cabbie?
1: Let's take a bogged down in my okay, dad's sorry. work arrangements at that time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's not let's not do that, okay
0: <laughs> Anyway, but yeah, Barbican is very cool and trendy there. Yeah, very very cool. cool and trendy. And it's the kind of place that Claire lives with her partner and her daughter Freya, seven, and son Kit, two. Yeah. Kit has provided the attached, dodgy intro for you. Have you Googled Barbican? Have you seen the flats in there? Well, I've driven through the Barbican.
1: But there's a big bit in the middle of, like, a little lake and stuff, and it looks like sort of like the Olympic village.
0: Oh, I see. Oh,
1: wow. Yeah, it's amazing. Bloody hell. What, is that in London? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the Barbican flats. That looks like something in Dubai. So they've got one in Thamesmead that's sort of a similar style, like Brutalist architecture, and it was supposed to be like the future of metropolitan living. However, Thamesmead is a bit rougher, and it just turned into like loads of little, you know, them little sort of alleyways that the police could never catch anyone that was being
0: naughty, (laughs) because it's so confusing. It's not like normal streets. Rob, how much have you been talking to your children recently? Why? Because you just described criminals as being naughty. (laughs) Well, they are. They're the (laughs) naughtiest boys and girls. In many ways, jail is the ultimate naughty step, isn't it? Can you imagine the pom pom jars in prison? empty just full of sugar boiled sugar water just in case she adds i have been feeling a bit guilty ever since you guys were talking about the youngest you've tried taking kids to the football we took our kids to anfield with freya well she was four years old kit was one month old oh my god that is far too young isn't it yeah our daughter wanted to leg it as soon as they reached a crescendo to never walk alone oh yeah i I find it a bit much as well (laughs) But the baby happily slept through the entire game, including the two goals scored by Liverpool who beat Wolves 2-0. They haven't been back since. Please don't parent shame us too harshly. I've got a good story about a baby and a Liverpool footballer. Oh, God.
1: Robert Firmino went to go and watch Frozen. Yeah. Me and Romesh are doing a, an episode of Rob and Romesh about Western musicals. I don't know if I'm allowed to say, but I, I have. Put it on your um, Instagram. I've seen pictures on your Instagram. Oh, fair enough. Anyway, um, so we went and met Samantha Barks, who does Frozen, and uh, they told us a story Samantha that... Rob- Samantha Barks?
0: Oh, yeah, it's just the way you said it.
1: Samantha Barks. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> she- Samantha Barks. I don't know why I say it like that. Samantha
0: Barks. Yeah. I
1: think saying that she barks is almost like a... You d- about a singer.
0: Yeah, she doesn't bark. She sings so sweetly.
1: Oh, shit. She's beautiful. She's beautiful at singing. She's got a beautiful voice. I'm in a really weird mood, Josh. I'm all over the place here. Yeah, I like it.
0: Is this what happens when you've got energy from exercise?
1: What exercise did you do, Rob? I did boxing pads combined with very little sleep because I had a horrendous day at work yesterday. I'll explain that later. Can I just ask
0: who's holding the boxing pads? Lou?
1: No, Luke, the, uh, my mate who does boxing with oh, he right. does the pads. Oh. Lou does it with him as well and then does boxing. <laughs>
0: Bit of fun. Oh, it's, you know what? That's why people enjoy the podcast, that kind
1: of humour. That sort of 1970. <laughs> 70s implied that my wife's having sexual relations with her boxing trainer, which <laughs> actually is a bit outdated and probably sexist. Who are, well, misses? New shoes vicar. <laughs>
0: <laughs> new shoes vicar? What's that? <laughs> That's
1: when someone farts, isn't it? Is it? Have you heard of new shoes vicar, isn't that a thing? No, I, I thought
0: it was more tea vicar. New shoes vicar? What's more tea vicar then? It's just like a phrase you say, isn't it? Are we it?
1: 83? <laughs>
0: <laughs> shoes vicar isn't that a saying Oh, you can imagine you you fart and that sound is covered up you pretend that the vicar's got new shoes
1: yeah so the vicar's farted basically yeah but yeah he's definitely more tea vicar or for a fart yeah so new shoes i think maybe the noise there's other ones pistas a pudding you've heard of that one haven't you
0: someone's on google
1: pistas no pistas a pudding is one because it's got alcohol in anyway Anyway. uh, frozen samantha barrocks um robert Firmino turned up to watch frozen who plays for liverpool for anyone who doesn't know yeah, I'm trying to link that background to um, the Barbican crew, and he turned up with a three-week-old baby and a four-year-old. And did they let him in? No, he got turned away.
0: He got turned away for me, no.
1: He went in, I think, with the four-year-old and then his wife. Or partner. I don't know the marital status of Robert Firmino. Oh, they'll be married. They went to a coffee somewhere with a baby. I follow him on Instagram. He didn't mention it. He's got really white teeth,
0: hasn't he? And that's coming from me. He's got incredibly white teeth. They are too white. I don't want to body shame Roberto Firmino, but... Is teeth your body? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) he's got a lovely body look at those teeth (laughs) he's got an incredible body but his teeth are comical his body's awful but his teeth are great but that means his body's great Josh I'm all over the place here yeah so there's some things we should mention should we get out of the way today is the last day the day this is out is the last day you can sign up for the pre-sale email
1: yes so tickets to the Perrin in Hell live shows which are in Manchester and London next April where are they Manchester and London Rob I'll tell you where they are the MEN Arena and the Millennium Dome. Yeah, so if you sign up to our mailing list, which is in the description, you can get early like access tickets. Um, however, this is the last day for you to sign up to get that email because the email will come
0: tomorrow. Everyone can have them on Friday, but you guys, because you're listening now, you can get them early. I'm not saying it's going to sell out on the first day. What I am saying is you don't want to be stuck in the fucking
1: gods. Well, it's true, but also what I would say is without blowing our own trumpet too much. The, the Hackney Empire... It is going to sell out on the first day. Yeah, but it's quite likely to. We did those early ones to make sure that we could do a show, and we can. It's a really good show, and it'll be even bigger for the arenas. But um, also, we needed to judge demand because we didn't want people yeah. upset they couldn't come. So I think it will pretty much sell out quite quickly. So, um, yeah, sign up to my list, getting quick. And, uh, and then, yeah, I can't wait to do them, Josh. They're
0: going to be amazing. I don't want to pin too much about the show, but mm. I don't even remember um, Get Your Cock Out, It's Christmas. I don't think that made the, the cut, Get Your Cock Out is Christmas.
1: Did it not make the cut? No, I don't think Get Your Cock Out Is Christmas made the cut. I think Michael snipped that out. Oh, no. We did a whole bit about... He's not here today, Rob. No, he's not. We've got Emma producing this one. Oh,
0: I'd love to ask you, because we're recording this the day before Valentine's Day. <laughs> Let's just ask what your
1: Valentine's plans are, Rob. OK, I ordered loose some flowers on a Fuck. delivery service flowers. about three months ago just Fuck. to get a slot in. And Ooh. I haven't got a card or a... Card. I don't want to hear about your private life, Rob. <laughs> oh, <laughs> more shoes, Vic up. <laughs> 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 um, but me and Lou had a conversation this morning Amongst the very busy, stressful day I said, I can't make Valentine's, what are we doing? She went, well I haven't got you a card or a present And I went, ditto oh. But I've got the surprise flowers coming Oh
0: nice Rose sent me a link to a bag, Rob, for Valentine's Day It's a bit presumptuous, isn't it? Well, it is, Rob Because I would say it was 60 times what I'm willing to spend
1: <laughs> A £60 bag? <laughs>
0: It's unbelievable the price of stuff these days. Because, gosh, we've got no life, Rob. Yeah, we've got an at-home. You know those restaurant boxes you get.
1: Oh yeah, the sad fuck dinner. Josh, yesterday, right, I got back last night, I did a gig in Cheltenham on Friday night, and then last night the gig was in Lower Stoft.
0: Oh, mate. Do you know how long it takes to drive from Cheltenham to Lower Stoft? I'd say five
1: hours. Yes, it does. Four and a half to five hours. Oh, my
0: God. What an incredible, pointless knowledge of the British (laughs) geography that I have. Didn't go on one motorway, 220 miles. Oh, mate. (laughs) A-roads all the way. Get your confidence up, Rob. I think you're ready to drive on a motorway. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> I even got up in Cheltenham, check the trains, guess how long it takes to get a train from Cheltenham to Lowestoft. Oh, God.
0: I imagine you have to go into London and out, don't you? Yeah, it's 11 hours. Oh, my God. 11 hours, seven changes. Rob, do you know what my tour itinerary is next week? Yeah. Edinburgh to Cardiff.
1: <laughs> the next day? Well, what day are you doing Edinburgh? Sunday. And then Monday's Cardiff.
0: Yeah. So my tour manager's flying... Just, like, in terms of... He's loving life. He's not he, off He's head on speed. No, no. He's flying. I don't know how he's getting there. But I don't really like those short flights. They stress me out, and I find it... It actually takes up the whole day. Why don't you just fly to Amsterdam, change, and
1: come back in if you want to be in the air longer?
0: <laughs> so I'm going, Rob, I'm getting the train. That's a terrible, terrible decision, I'm telling you now. Seven hours. <laughs> Why
1: would you do that?
0: I don't like. I don't like internal flights. If I can it. Why do you like
1: internal flights?
0: I don't, I don't really like. Who doesn't like shorter flights? I don't really like those small planes. They freak me out. You don't like flying. I don't like flying. Is there a direct flight from Edinburgh to Cardiff?
1: Yeah. You are clinically insane. Got <laughs> <laughs> no reason to make... If you
0: come in moaning, you're tired again. I'm not. I'm looking forward to it. Probably, I've got seven hours on my own on a train. No, I don't like that. Seven hours.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's not a good thing.
0: <laughs> I'm finally going to get to finish that fucking Beatles documentary.
1: <laughs> yeah, but if you flew, you could have like that time in the hotel or in the dressing room on a sofa. Were you playing
0: in Cardiff? Rob, I spent too much time in dressing rooms. Last night, there was a moment last night. Yeah. Lovely gig in Eastbourne. Thank you to everyone who came in Eastbourne. That was a lovely experience. But, come on, give me the but. There was a moment in the break. So Maisie it was Maisie Adam who was uh, supporting me. Yeah, and she's from Brighton, so obviously she went home after she'd been on, right? Because Eastbourne's near Brighton. Okay, yeah. Cool. You love geography. There was a moment in the break. Did you fly there, or did you get a train, or hopscotch all the way? <laughs> I got a car. Chopper. Oh, I've got to tell you, I did tell you this, Rob. <laughs> Last, night, I'm, 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 oh God, I'm dropping, I'm dying around today. It's <laughs> right, like fucking jazz. In. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs>
1: no structure. That's no jazz. Stu- as-
0: Michael, come back. Go on, Josh. Oh, um, right. So I'll put a pin in my Maisie Adam anecdote. Yeah, no, no, no sure. I'll tell you about Eastbourne, because that's that's yeah, what yeah, I was yeah, telling yeah. you about. Yeah. Um, so she left. So in the break, there was a moment. Oh, and get this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Don't finish your fucking story.
0: <laughs> it's part of the story. It's part of the story. Oh, my God. It's like Black Mirror. Rose had got a babysitter to go and watch Ed Gamble at Hackney Empire because it was Matthew Crosby's birthday and a few of them were going to watch Ed Gamble. Oh, well, no not said Terrible birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, um, I, I wasn't totally gutted that I was in Eastbourne, Rob. <laughs> but I'll tell you what was slightly galling. Yeah. I've been on tour two years. She hasn't been to see it. Oh, my God. So she's seen Gamble before you. She's got a babysitter to see Gamble about the second week of his tour. Hasn't seen my show. Anyway, Lou sees me once every three years. What bad performance, oh, etc. Yeah. Oh God! Shoot me in the head! What happened in Eastbourne? So I was just sat in Eastbourne at yeah. nine p.m. in the dressing room on my own, just reading a match report on the Guardian that I'd already read on the BBC. Okay. Having a cup of tea, and I thought, it's nine p.m. on a Saturday night. What the fuck is going on in my life? I'm sat sober, alone in Eastbourne, looking at my phone at 9pm on a Saturday night. Yeah,
1: but you were doing a gig. You didn't just go there for that.
0: No, I know, but there was just a moment of realisation where I was like, yeah. what
1: am I doing? You're bringing joy to tens of people. <laughs> <laughs> Those 37 people it's packed into that 1,000 seat. <laughs> Josh? Do you know what, Rob? Have I lost her? Is it too much?
0: No, do you know what? It does bring back a bad memory. Because one of the reasons Eastbourne was nice, because it was sold out, (laughs) was that Eastbourne on the last tour was the lowest moment of my touring career. Oh, why? Because it was the least percentage I'd ever sold in a venue. Oh, really? It felt like revenge this time. Did you sell it out this time? Yeah. Oh, that's good. And last time, it was... 600 in a 1600. Oh, so I was really scratching at a scab there. Yeah, and it was. Do you know the worst thing? What? The venue were like, no, we're going to let people sit in the seats they bought. We're not going to make them all come down to the bottom. So they're going to be dotted around the whole venue.
1: <laughs> like it was social distancing before social distancing. Yeah. But you've got to show them, you know, that that's how it works when you're touring. You, when you first start in places, you do well, and then they come back. It's good. It's going that way rather than the other way. Oh, it
0: felt like a positive, but there was a point last night when I was reading the Man City match report. I didn't even care. I'd watch the game in the same room. What venue are you doing in Cardiff?
1: St David's Hall. That's got a bed in it, the dressing room. It has got a bed in it, Rob. When there's a bed in a dressing room, I just sort of think, what's happened in that bed? What dirty pantomime fuckfest (laughs) has happened in there on the final night of the run? Jack and his beanstalk <laughs> Just
0: spraying magic beans everywhere The socially distant sports bar Ellis James and Mike Bubbins I mean, come Some kind of shag fest The front of the pantomime All <laughs> shagging the back of the horse <laughs> and some sort of sick animal bang Do you know Sean Lott used to take a bed Everywhere he went Roll up bed
1: A Roll up bed?
0: On tour it's not a bad shout, is it? It's a good idea, isn't it? It's a
1: good idea. In lower Lowestoft, there wasn't many places to eat, Josh.
0: No, there really isn't. I've had that before. God, I'm boring about touring. Do you know what I had for lunch? What? Fish and chips. Do you know what I had for dinner?
1: Oh, no. Fish and chips.
0: Oh, Rob! <laughs> Oh, God. There's nothing
1: else. It's like you're on a fatty diet. Well, no, to be fair, I had battered sausage and chip the first lot, then I just had chips the second lot.
0: Oh, my God. The amount of potatoes.
1: There's nothing else to eat, Josh. It was so cold up there and windy.
0: I remember doing a gig there with Sean Walsh. Because I just try and go to a chain restaurant for safety.
1: Yes, I know. I normally hit up a Nando's and have that every time, and it's really boring, but you know what's happening. Yeah,
0: we went to a Mexican. Oh,
1: it's a danger zone. We're in Lower Stoft.
0: A Mexican.
1: No offence, Lower Stoft, a Mexican in Lower Stoft.
0: This was about 2013 as well.
1: They literally acted like Oh yes, yeah, full of Mexicans now. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't move to Mexican. It was like you know that Chinatown in cities, we had Mexican town
0: <laughs> No the reason I'm saying it was 2013 yeah. is when we walked into the Mexican yeah. The owner acted like J Lo had walked in. It was incredible.
1: Oh what, because you guys had done a bit of telly? Yeah. Oh wow.
0: It was probably the most I've ever felt like a superstar when I went to that Mexican and Lower <laughs> and the least I've ever felt was last night, backstage in Eastbourne. Oh, mate. Never mind.
1: Never mind. We've made it, though. We've made it back to the podcast. We should probably talk about our kids, because I have been looking after my kids as well as this tour. Have you? Yeah, not as much as Lou has, to be fair. No. I've got a bit of a bone to pick, though, with Air Thrill Catford.
0: What the hell is Air Thrill Catford?
1: Well, it's like some sort of, like, kids' soft play, like, bouncy cars. Right, yeah, yeah. I don't really know properly, but Lou booked it, right? And um, anyway, so we're due to go with the kids. We get a phone call in two hours. we told them. We're we go going air thrill They're all excited. We're showing them pictures on the internet. Two hours before we get there, like, I speak like, inflatable slides and all that kind of stuff. Two hours before we go, we get a phone call. Oh, no, yeah, sorry, we're cancelling your session. What? They'd overbooked. No. That's bollocks, innit?
0: I can take it if I get can't. No, I can't take it if I get cancelled. I need to pay my mortgage. <laughs> I can take it if something I'm doing... You never get cancelled. You just get a new co-audience. I've spoke to you about this. <laughs> But I can take it if something I'm doing, the plans change. But a child's plans are so set in stone in their head. My poor sister-in-law, she was already at the McDonald's next door oh with her God. daughter.
1: What? Waiting, because they drove up for 40 minutes. Oh, no. So what did you do? Um, Lou took an air jump instead. Air jump? Air jump. I've got a problem with air jump as well. Look, I know we're trying to up places, but also I think we should tell when people are ourselves So air thrill, you're in my bad books. Otherwise we're not going to get all that good
0: treatment that we get, Rob. If they know we could turn on them, they treat us doubly well, Rob. I don't,
1: I, don't, I don't want to be treated well, I just don't want you to fucking cancel the session. Not asking for much. I, I do want to be treated well, just if people are listening. No-one's been treated well when you're on a trampoline park with your kids. You're surviving the day before you get home and hopefully they sleep. Anyway, so, you know these trampoline parks, right? I don't know yeah. if you go with them. I've not been to one, no. No, it's a bit more out of London where there's space industrial estates. Yeah,
0: I ju- we just walk around the Barbican down and check out the Brutalist architecture. And imagine if you were
1: naughty where you'd run to. <laughs> Anyway, so you know all these different trampoline parks? Basically, Mm. you have to buy a pair of their socks, which I totally get. What?
0: Oh, like when you go bowling?
1: Yeah, but basically, you buy a pair, you get in, they give you a pair of socks that are like ankle socks, and underneath they've got like sticky stuff so you don't slip over because there's some slippy bits, a little bit of grip at the bottom because you can't wear your normal socks because they're too slippy. So it's for safety. I totally get that. And underneath is sort of like rubbery stuff so you don't slip over. Okay. So we've got a big drawer full of all different trampoline socks one for air jump, one for like whatever it's called at the other place we go to. Anyway, Lou grabs. Myself. How often
0: are you trampolining That you've got a fucking
1: Trampolining sock <laughs> Well drawer. every time you go You forget to take them And you have yeah. to buy some it's, it's like a neck
0: pillow When you go on holiday
1: yeah, exactly. Anyway, so Lou turns up at air jump with the kids and she's got, like, jump park socks from another place and then, went, oh, sorry, you can't wear them. Oh, come on! They're not official air jump ones, but they are fucking... They're fucking trampoline socks. They know they're trampoline <laughs> socks, but it's a fucking con job. Oh, mate, that is unacceptable. It's bang out of order, isn't it? Yeah, that is... Oh, I'd be livid. I'd be absolutely fuming. I don't think that's okay. I get they've got all the insurance and stuff. The socks
0: don't come into the insurance, surely.
1: No, I totally get you can't wear normal socks, but if you've got a pair of trampoline socks, you can't go, oh, no, actually, that one's got a lizard on it and our ones have a lion on, even though they're exactly the same, probably made in the same factory somewhere,
0: just with a different logo on. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm still obsessing over the fact you've got a drawer of trampoline socks. I've got a drawer of trampoline socks. You have so much space in Zone 5, it's <laughs> incredible.
1: I've got a drawer for trampoline socks in Zone five. You know, not have got to get down here, mate. Just think of the space you'd
0: have for trampoline socks. If we had trampoline socks, Rob, we'd have to throw them straight out because we just haven't got the space. We'd have to buy them new every time. That's how tight it is in East London. Disposable living, that's what
1: you do. Yeah, exactly. I'm looking at my notes. I've not had a great week, to be honest, Josh. My nickname, oh, no. I've realised from my thoughts, is "Hey, Big Belly. Big Belly? Big Belly. Oh, mate. Big Belly Dad, which is not ideal, is it? Oh, God.
0: You haven't got a big belly? Well,
1: to them I have. They're tiny. <laughs> my belly's much bigger than theirs. The dog was ill, 150 quid, antibiotics, keeps having liquid shit. Oh,
0: God. Have you got it insured, Rob?
1: Lou's got it insured. You've got to insure your pets. I will bet you, though, Lou will not send that letter to the insurance to claim it back. I guarantee you that'll sit in a drawer and never get sent. So it's good to
0: pay twice. Of course, Rob. Do you know what? I'm going to say it. Once she's paid the excess, this is how the insurance gets you. Every time you do something, it's like, yeah, but once you've paid the excess and then it'll affect your rate... Is it worth claiming it? And you're like, well, what's the fucking point of the insurance
1: then? And also, I do think the dog would have been fine. It didn't need antibiotics. Literally, I was in bed at 7am. I heard a scream from downstairs. I thought we were being, like, burgled or attacked. Mm. And Lou went, Fred's not eating his breakfast. And I was like, do you know how less of a shit I give? (laughs) (laughs) I'm <laughs> um, a little, I care about that dog. And, you know, she was stressed because the dog normally wolfs down the breakfast, absolutely yeah. loves it, but didn't want it because he's got a dicky tummy.
0: But everyone gets a dicky tummy.
1: Um, right, so this is something else I want to talk about. I did 10 shows in 12 days. I mentioned it last time, right? Yeah, And the last one was in Dartford. I'd sort of been doing quite well, they'd be going well, I'd been enjoying them, but I was knackered. And after the last one in Dartford, I walked off stage, right, felt fine within myself, burst into tears... Right? But, like, what's an upset? Like, like that for about seven seconds, and then it went,
0: and I was normal again. Seven seconds away. Sorry. <laughs> what was that? What was? What's that? What's that? That's just emotion coming out, right? Just relief? Suppressed emotion that you... I got through it, maybe. Like, I was tired. Yeah, exactly. That's not normal, is it? No. Do you know what's the weird bit? What? Is that it ended Like the burst into tears I kind of buy that Yeah The fact that after seven seconds You're like That'll do That's the weird bit But I had no control I was like, like, that, and, then it was like and it was all like
1: And then it just went And cleared out But it felt like
0: I'll just like get rid of that Because normally If the pressure gets too much for me And I burst into tears Which <laughs> yeah. has, has been known to happen <laughs> When did that last happen? I don't know It happens about once Every three or four months I'd say I don't know why I'm laughing. It's just funny, though. Crying is funny, though, isn't it? Rose describes it as a trademark freak-out.
1: A trademark for a classic Winnicum explosion.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But it'll last a good few minutes, right? Really? Yeah, because that's what happens with crying. But to cry for seven seconds (laughs) is, I'd say, psychopathic (laughs) (laughs) behaviour. And then just recover like Ted Bundy. Yeah.
1: Just like, absolutely fine now, don't worry about it. Yeah, that'll do. Because I have that before where you get upset where like something will catch you unawares. You know, them sort of really heartbreaking adverts for like charity fundraising about poverty or terminal illness and things. you know, like, oh my God. Yeah, oh God yeah. And that can get me because I'm sad. But I didn't even feel sad. It was just like, an, I think it was, it was a tough gig as well, that last one, because there was a lot of drunk people and stuff heckling. Yeah. I think it was just a release of like, oh, I can turn the tap on. Yeah. When the gig's getting heckly and rough and drunk and people yeah. in Dartford will have known that was going on, it's like trying to land a Plane with one engine. Your sort of your concentration's so intense. I know exactly what you mean. I've been there.
0: Apart from that, it's been a great week. What about you? Do you know what? I'm looking at my schedule. I'm delighted that my tour ends in Dartford on May the third. That's (laughs) something to look forward to. I'm fine now. My diary's a lot
1: calmer the next couple of weeks, but you just got, it gets, sometimes it just gets too much, innit? It Sometimes it just gets too much. <laughs> it just gets too much. Um, I've got a couple of things to ask you about modern things. I don't know if you want that. Do you want to run through your week first?
0: Should I run through my week and then we'll end on modern things? Yeah, let's run through your week and then we'll do modern things. Well, do you know what happened, Rob? I got a vision of what I was like as a 11-year-old. OK. So my dad's clearing out the shed. Right. And I'm going to send you... It's a maths exercise book. I would have had when I'm 11, because you could see, because it's got the... You know the squared paper you used to get in maths books that you'd only get... Yeah, yeah, This is one of the pages I've just sent to you there.
1: Right, so all I've seen so far is, one, you're very good at joined-up writing. Well done. Yeah, I, that's actually better than my current handwriting. writing. OK, so it says Josh Widdicombe, and there's a heart with an arrow going through. Yeah, badly drawn. And then a list of... <laughs> a list of people I fancy. So this is a list of people you fancy done on maths paper. Yeah. Nothing screens virgin more than this. Ha, ha, ha!
0: Okay. Well, do you know what, Rob? I'm willing to admit at the age of 11 I was a virgin. I'm quite happy to admit that.
1: Oh, I was fucking, mate. How were you? Okay, right. well, let's look at this. So you were a virgin at 11, fair enough. I think most people were. I certainly was. Actually, the start of my journey of being a virgin, if I'm totally honest. Quite yeah. a long road to a uh, sex man. <laughs> I was
0: really digging my heels in.
1: I was really getting comfy. It definitely weren't the last mile of my virginity. I'm telling you that <laughs> at 11. Very much a long, long 10K to go. The final furlong of... <laughs> anyway, so this is the list. This is amazing. So you've got Josh Widdicombe. It's signed by Josh Widdicombe at the bottom. And you've got Danny Bear, number one. I think that's yep. a great choice. This is not yep. the 90s. Cindy
0: Crawford. Very much of the time. Yep. Who's Zoos? I don't know what Zoos is. Oh, I think I know what Zoos is. I've just... Wait there. It just came to me then. I've been looking at that all week, wondering what that means. <laughs> and I've it suddenly came to me. Did you have an Amiga, Rob? No, I didn't. You're a little bit older than me. Yeah. So there was a game called Zool. Zool. Which is like the Amiga's version of (laughs) Mario, like a kind of platform game. Yeah. I'm just going to send you a picture here so you see that character on the right. Okay, so it looks like an ant with armour on. It's an ant.
1: You fancy a woman ant? It's a cartoon female ant, Rob. I'll be honest with you, she's quite fit, actually. (laughs) I'm not into it now but I could see why you might like it yeah it was a cartoon female ant a bit Jessica Rabbit vibes I'd say Jessica Rabbit is prettier to
0: say I wasn't cool the third person I fancied yeah. was a cartoon ant from a sequel Zool 2 to a game on the Amiga not even the coolest game system at the time
1: what I'd say is 11 year old Josh Woodham, I don't think you could handle Danny Bear and Cindy Crawford I,
0: I, do you know what I don't think Ryan Giggs was looking over his shoulder or Richard no. Gere was looking over his shoulder
1: I think Zool be a better entry point for you. And is her name Zoos from Zool? Zoos. Okay, so you jump into the animated world of female ants, and now it's back to Claudia Schiffer. Yeah. Very much a cliche there. But yeah, I think what you've done there is you're too embarrassed to admit you fancy the computer ant, and you've just put round them traditional women you should fancy at that stage. It's
0: like someone who doesn't know about football trying to talk about football.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. You don't know about women. At this stage. I know about ants. At this stage. Now? Oh my God, now come on. So Claudia Schiffer, then Becky Webster—is she
0: in Coronation Street? No, no, that's Sally Webster. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Becky Webster was a girl at my school who I don't remember fancying.
1: Oh, backtracking, that mate. Just if
0: you fancy Becky Webster, you fancy Becky Webster.
1: <laughs> no, I know. I'm not saying
0: that. Don't, don't give her a shit now. <laughs> don't know. I don't even. I don't know. I probably didn't even fancy her. <laughs> No, I'm not saying it like that. What I mean is, I'm not denying that I fancied Becky Webster. Should we try and get Becky Webster in contact now? No, I don't think so. Is she on Instagram? Do you follow her? No, I don't follow her on, on Instagram. I follow purely sexy ants.
1: Sexy? Are you saying that Becky Webster's not sexy now? Is that what you're saying? No, I said ants! I'm going to try and track down Becky Webster, actually.
0: But yeah, if you couldn't, that would be ideal. <laughs>
1: OK, I'll try I'll try best not to. She must follow you on Instagram. Only about three people went to your school.
0: No, no, this was my secondary school. There was a 1,000 people in my secondary school.
1: Ooh. You're odd. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't realise you went to school in New York. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, look, let me try and find Becky Webster. No, you don't need did. to check now. Why not, Becky? Oh, that, that's it. They get married though, don't they? You can ever find the girls from school and Instagram. Oh, I mean, I've God. not really looked. so I don't know why I'd know that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, God, this is impossible. Who did you fancy at school? Rob? What was her name? I don't think I'm giving out ammo like that. I don't think there's anything wrong with fancying people at school.
1: When I was growing up, I I fancied Caprice, I fancied Jordan. um, I was very, very virgin at school. Yeah. I felt like I supported a football team in the lower leagues and it started going, oh, where would you like to win the Champions League? What's the point in thinking about it? Yeah, yeah. It was so far removed of what could be achieved with the tools I had. Yeah. It was almost like pointless. You were just enjoying life in the lower leagues. Yeah exactly It's like living in a flat And picking the swimming pool You would have What's the point Yeah exactly Fair enough yeah Anyway let's get back to your list Becky Webster If you want to get in touch Bex
0: Yeah who I don't remember fancying But
1: I'm not saying I didn't We'll get her in contact And get her on. maybe get her on the podcast Sharon Stone Obviously
0: <laughs> Obviously So many cliched People that I didn't know anything about. So,
1: Annalise from Neighbours.
0: Yeah, good choice. Classic choice. On brand, Widdicombe,
1: Annalise from Neighbours. Is this the laddiest episode we've ever done? No, I think we're doing quite well to survive this, actually. Just sort of Googling women and then I'm commenting on what they look like. (laughs) This is really weird. No, but I'm just looking at, from a point of view of an 11-year-old, and the final one, Josh, which I've got more questions than answers, Fruit and Nut Bar Woman. Yeah. What's this? It's
0: another one, along with the ant, it's another computer woman.
1: That's who I used to fancy, the Caramel Bar
0: Bunny. Yeah, Miriam Margulies. Pardon? Miriam Margulies was the voice of the Caramel Bunny. No
1: way, really?
0: Yeah. So I fancy Miriam Margulies? You fancy Miriam Margulies, Rob. Oh, we're all learning, aren't we?
1: Exactly, there you go. You with Becky Webster, now me and Miriam Margulies?
0: Yeah. What's the Fruit and Nut Bar woman? I've just sent you the advert. She's from an advert, Rob. She's from an you love
1: TV. I know, I just didn't have any friends, Rob. Josh, what else has been going on in your life?
0: Anything else you wanna share? I was just gonna play the Fruit and Nut song. Oh, go on.
1: She spit.
0: You get the gist. I tell you what, she's quite forward, isn't she? she? Do you know what? She's quite sexually aggressive.
1: I can just imagine you down in Darty, sat in front of the telly, legs crossed, just thinking, what is life?
0: <laughs> this is what I'm into.
1: Shuffling up upstairs. Disgusting man! Boy.
0: Absolutely awful!
1: Absolutely awful! Horrific imagery. Anything else you want to share, Josh? Before I try and test you on modern things.
0: I know. I mean, I've shown how bad I am with modern things, even in that list. Mm-hmm. No, it's been all right parenting-wise.
1: How are the kids? All right, the kids waking up on
0: time, early, late. What's going on? He's so erratic. He's so <laughs> erratic. The baby, Rob. Is that Craig Bellamy? Yeah, honestly, mate. It's <laughs> genuinely. You don't know what you're getting. It's like Matt LaTissier. So, yesterday... Maybe a non-90s footballer reference. It's like Trump. Donald Trump. Well, I don't think Donald Trump has any great moments. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know. It's like Oasis. Some of the albums are great, some of the 90s again. What is wrong with me, Rob? What's happening now that's a bit of a mixed bag? It's like the Dartford Tunnel. So, anyway, he woke up at 6.25 yesterday. That's good. 5.20 today. Pick a side, mate. (laughs) You don't know where you are, do
1: you? No. And his bedtime's the same?
0: Yeah, bedtime's exactly the same. He's doing all his naps. He's sleeping through as well, so I can't complain. I've got a friend who's on a WhatsApp group with me, and his kids, this is how interrupted their sleep is. The other day on Friday, I was with him, and I said, how was your sleep last night? He said, it was quite a good one last night, actually. (laughs) And I said, what happened? And he said, both of them woke up twice. Four wake-ups, Rob. He's
1: a good friend. Can I hang around with him? He'll make me feel better. (laughs) It's insane. Four
0: wake-ups is a good night.
1: What's the bad night?
0: The bad night was the night before had been five wake-ups... Plus, one of them was up from four. Oh,
1: my God. Even half five, you can't really moan like, if they're yeah. sleeping through the night because my kids still wake up like half five, six some days, you know. Yeah, exactly. Poor Lou's taken a bit of a hit with that in recent weeks. Oh, I know I said Lou's going away. She's only going away for three nights now.
0: Oh, okay. Because you shamed
1: her on the podcast. No, it, basically it was just a bit too much going away for a full week, and so she's going away with a, with a mate, I think, for a little mini break. So she's going to have some time to rest and recuperate, and I'll have the kids on my own for three nights, which would be fun, will not it? Yeah. They'll be in school though, but um that'll be fine. I think once they're in school, just get them up, get them out, and it. Yeah,
0: what are you can do while they're in school, Rob?
1: I've got to write. I've got to do some writing. I've got work to do, but I'm not going. I've got the week off, so it's not too bad.
0: Do you know what? I've got some writing to do, Rob? Do you know when I'm going to do it? When? I've got seven hours between Edinburgh and Cardiff. So what's the change? You get into King's Cross and then you have to get down to the Paddington. No, that. no, it's all down the West Coast. There's me looking out the window, tapping away. It's direct. No, I think I'll probably change in Birmingham or somewhere like that, Manchester, something like that. <laughs> oh, great. Tapping away, doing some work, looking out the window. I feel like Poirot, it's wonderful.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Me and you have very different ideas of what's fun. <laughs> Right, Josh, I need to test you on some modern things here because, you know, you didn't know about... Um, if you ain't South Park, where were you at?
0: You remember that yeah. from last week? I don't know about anything modern we've established. OK, this one's from Chris Marsden. What, the footballer, the Southampton footballer from the 90s? Here we go, straight away.
1: I've got no idea. It just says Chris Marsden on the thing. He's not given any more information. But he says, do you know the Island Boys? No, no idea what that is. The Island Boys! Imagine if Jedward were in a gang in LA. What? It's that kind of vibe. They're on TikTok. They sing and oh, they're like, God. they've got spiky air. The
0: Island Boys.
1: They're not like popular as in like they're a big band, but everyone knows of Island Boys. And let me show you a picture of them. No, never so, heard of them. You must have seen the Island Boys. I've never heard of the Island Boys. <laughs> no, I'll play you what they do. Let me send you this picture. They're the Island Boys. Shall I play you what they do? Oh, I then mean, what the hell are they
0: doing? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> That's what they look like. I don't wanna sound old, Rob, but is that their actual hair?
1: Yeah, I think it's I don't know how they make it like that. It's sort of, I don't know if it's dreadlocks that have been pointed up Yeah. and sprayed loads. Are they holding money? This is it, look. Boy, I'm just trying to
0: make you and I'm a Island boy. It's the Island
1: boys. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know the Island boys, they just sort of sing that a bit. No. I don't hate it. I don't hate it, Rob. They're big on TikTok. Also, Francis, the train guy. Do you know him? There's a point when I don't know if you're taking the piss out of me. Are you making things up? You must know Francis, the train guy. Right, you're making things up. He's on TikTok and Instagram and he wears like a GoPro on his head and he's a train spar. What? How do you not... You must know
0: him. What's wrong with Michael Portillo? You? Do we, do we, <laughs> can we not just all be happy with Michael Portillo at this point?
1: Josh, you must know Francis. He's just done a collaboration with Gucci and North Face and he's appeared in, like... You know, the, the adverts for this stuff. He's, he's mega.
0: I'm aware of Gucci and North Face.
1: I'll tell you what, I'm going to be going to get a live reaction to a Francis the train guy video, and I want you to watch it. It's so much joy. And
0: do you know about this stuff, Rob? Yes. The Island Boys and Francis the train guy.
1: I'm fully aware of Francis the train guy. Yeah, he, he basically, he's really excited about trains.
0: So is he a train spot, or is he taking the piss?
1: Well, people think he might be taking the piss, but he's not. Has he ever been
0: to the National Railway Museum in York? I
1: imagine so, I mean, I've never asked him, I've never met him. He just loves trains and he chases them round. This one, look, let me play it with the volume up so that you can hear it.
0: Francis Bourgeois? Yeah. Is he the poshest man in the world?
1: People think he's a character, but I don't think he is. I think he just loves trains.
0: Coming up now is a class 377 from Little Hampton to South Halpton Central. Oh yeah, this is more my scene. Yeah. Oh, I like Ooh. this guy, Rob. <laughs> Thank
1: you. Oh, oh he, he waved
0: at them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's knocked him off his chair yeah <laughs> <laughs> what's he putting in his mouth
1: sweets i think <laughs> coming up
0: look. oh i like <laughs> him rob <Three> <laughs> see he's my him. pace he's a mega star job he's got 2.2 million followers everyone knows he is you're just how's he big on TikTok?
1: because it's joyous he's had 39 million likes there's a picture of him the steam train rob if this is
0: TikTok, count me in look mate he's met thierry henry why has he met thierry henry oh yeah he's on a train with him yeah And so, are people taking the piss out of him? Or is he actually popular?
1: You know, they find what he's doing funny and exciting, but he's just enjoying trains, and it's funny to watch.
0: Oh, God. Do you know what? No, I'm not going to go on TikTok. But this... If there was more content like this... People that like trains, maybe it'd appeal to me. Let me give you some TikTok advice. You
1: get on TikTok and you have to control your own algorithm. I don't want
0: to control my own algorithm. You do.
1: You have to go against what your eyes are telling you. Okay, so you go on TikTok and then loads of videos will pop up and you have to click on not interested on the ones you don't like. Right. And you have to put like on the ones you do like.
0: Can I go on and say I just want the train spotter, guys?
1: You sort of can, but you have to be in control of your own algorithm. This
0: guy, this train spotter, Rob. Yeah. Is he... Like, completely different to everything on TikTok? Or is there a whole world of people like him? A whole world of people like him. Really?
1: But they get a bad press from all the TikTok dancing, which is normally by couples that is quite depressing, or by, you know, like, girls dancing. But actually, if you click
0: not interested on that, you get the good stuff right okay so do you follow this train spot bloke
1: so i get lots of comedy stuff and silly right. fails and stuff i
0: don't know if i'm ready for this rob right
1: i tell you what should we do small business shout out and we'll do some emails and
0: thingies on the friday episode friday episode right okay small business small business shout out
1: hey guys loving the podcast and i've listened to them all twice good on you as parents of two very active girls, my wife and I can relate to everything. Hoping you'll give my amazing wife Jess a shout-out on your show. As I know, party-crappy kids' bags have come up numerous times. Oh, party bags for kids' birthday parties. Oh, yeah. Jess creates children's personalised, sustainable party bags inspired by Montessori and Forest School
0: learnings. Oh, here we go. Could your neck be any stiffer? <laughs> yes, please.
1: You're preaching to the choir here, guys. This is my scene. So in these bags is a giant... Sunflower seeds. Make your own potion. Seed stick. Twine. Biodegradable pot. Veggie sweets. A notebook and crayons. And an easy website and social names too. It's Botany Club. B o t a n y Club. Uk. Appreciate it. Loving father and husband. Well, I'm sure she'll be the judge of that, Jonathan. Um, but that's Jonathan bigging up his wife Jess. Botany Club. Uk. Where they've got loads of personalised pipe bags. They look nice
0: there we go hi guys thanks for creating my absolutely favorite podcast listening to you is a little escape from the reality of parenting a three and a one-year-old I'd be so grateful if you give my small business a shout out. I launched Borrow, B-O-R-R-O, a couple of months ago and we make it easy for busy parents to be sustainable by renting, not buying their baby clothes. Good idea. Also saves you time and money. You can rent clothes from your favourite organic brands and there's no minimum number of items. Just choose what you need, pay monthly and return for free when your baby's outgrown them. We never charge for stains either honestly the amount of clothes i get rid of the website is www.borrow O R R O it so it's borrow it.com you can find us on insta facebook as borrow.it thanks for being so funny and sexy open brackets and relatable too. closed brackets yeah come on there we go thank you guys you are all uh you know, you're very supportive of those. People I know who we've read out, yeah. they'll go, it really does make a difference. So thank you for using them. One last call, Rob. Yep. Do sign up to the mailing list if you want to come and see us live yes. at the Millennium Dome or the MEN Arena.
1: Yeah, hopefully we'll see you at those gigs. But if not, we'll see you or you'll hear us on Friday with another guest. And, uh, yeah, and we'll do some more emails and Instagrams on Friday because we've not done some today.
0: Bye! Bye! <laughs>